Hey, this is Kim Nagrad from this Papping Entrepreneur Show, and today we have John Nair with us. John helps mid-career professionals find a job they love or love the job they have. He is an executive and career transition coach, along with being the host of Mid-Career GPS podcast, known for his talks on job seeking, leadership, interview tips, career transition, and mid-career. Let's welcome our today's guest, John Nevel. John, welcome to the show. Karen, thank you so very much for having me. I'm honored to spend some time with you and your listeners today. Wonderful. Thank you so much for being a part of show today. And the next begin with your journey. John, tell us about yourself. What got you started in coaching? After having a 25 career in education that certainly had a part of that where I was an instructional coach and I managed instructional coaches, there was a part of my career, Karen, where I found myself working for an educational nonprofit. One of the reasons I was hired into that job was because of my coaching background. But I learned very quickly that corporate or career coaching is different than instructional coaching. And part of my journey then was I went and got certified through a wonderful organization called IPEC, the Institute for Professional Excellence in Coaching. And I brought those coaching skills into the organization as I was helping lead my team and helping lead other teams within the nonprofit. But after a couple of reorgs and realizing that I was essentially organizationally stuck and executive leadership was moving in a different direction where coaching was not a priority at the time. It's just the way their business plan was, which was very successful. I made a decision to start my entrepreneurial journey, and that was to take all of the coaching experience and skills that I had and to help more people outside of that organization than I could inside of it. And that's how I started my coaching business. Wow. And after you became a coach, there must be so many success stories that you have witnessed and transformed people. If there is any one person that sticks on the top of the mind or something that is really close to your heart, please share some client success story. Yeah. So one client success story that I can share very specifically is my client, Craig. Craig is an outstanding and nationally recognized salesperson in the healthcare industry. And when we started working together, he was that mid-level career professional was working hard, doing high quality work, grinding and hustling and getting the results in everything that he needed. And he was getting recognized. And so part of our coaching was now that you've done this high quality work, how do we leverage that into the next leadership position? So it meant going to a different organization. He has since our time working together, I want to say he's now on his third position he is currently a vice president for sales. But one of the best things, Kieran, and this is why I'm so proud of him and what he does, he's taken everything that he has learned through our coaching relationship, and he has parlayed that and leveraged that into how he builds his team, how he makes better customer relationships, and how he shows up authentically every single day as a key and integral part of that organization to best serve the clients that organization does. And hands down, he's one of my favorite success stories, not just because of all the things he does, but if we look at the data, he's leveled up three titles in the times that he, we've worked together, and he has made significant and substantial increases in his overall revenue because he's a highly valuable and sought-after employee. 
Of course he is. And if I were to ask you about something that you stand for, which is helping mid-career professionals find a job that they love or live the job or love the job that they have, right? So can you please explain that? So how does this transformation or transition happens? There are four steps to helping a client build a mid-career GPS. And first of all, when somebody wants to make a career transition, there's usually some kind of influence that happens. So maybe they've been turned down for a promotion or they're no longer satisfied with the kind of work that they're doing. The four steps for building the mid-career GPS are preparation, positioning, promoting who you are and what you do, and defining how you show up. So the preparation is all around the career clarity. What's the kind of work you want to do? What skills are you strongest at? What skills are most needed in the workplace? The positioning is ensuring that things like their resume and their LinkedIn are aligned to their professional brand that accurately reflect who they are, what they do, and their value, why they're valuable to somebody in the workplace promoting who they are and what they do is all about how they're going to help. So one of the biggest mistakes mid-career professionals make is that they feel like they have to pitch. They have to pitch how talented they are or what they're going to do. And hiring manager or interviewer is not going to want to hear that. What they're going to want to know is how do I help? And this is one of the big lessons for people listening today, especially along the entrepreneurial journey. People don't care how great you are at what you do. They're going to experience that. They want to know how you're going to help them. You're going to solve a particular problem. So whether you're an entrepreneur or whether you're going for that corporate job, promoting who you are and what you do is all about clearly and cleanly communicating how you help them. And then the last part, defining what it means for you and how you show up. I coach my clients on six very specific strategies about what it means for them to show up. One of them is about protecting and promoting your brand. So everybody has a brand, whether you're an entrepreneur, you're a famous celebrity, or you're the person who is serving a meal at a local restaurant. Everybody has a brand. As Jeff Bezos says, your brand is what people say about you when you're not in the room. We have to know what our brand is in order to determine how we show up. Yes, totally. So this was one of the principles. Can you please explain some more of them so that we get more insights about how to best a potential client or potential employer? So please make sure that. Uh, so some of the things for entrepreneurs to consider about how they show up when they're serving their clients, first and foremost, is to get really clear about owning where you are and what your business is. And also to really lean into what's your genius. The genius is the thing that you do better than anybody else. And that's the thing that makes you stand out. So for example, there are a lot of mid-career coaches that are out there. And there's a lot of great mid-career coaches that are out there. The way that I show up for my clients, the way that I coach them and build the relationship with them, more importantly... The way I help them find that job they love or love the job they have, that's what sets me apart. That's the thing that I know I do better than anybody else. So for my business, when I'm connecting and talking with people, that's my genius. That's how I'm going to help them. Additionally, there are some other things. So one of the show up six strategies or another one, if you will, is about setting ground rules. 
as an entrepreneur, I have to have ground rules for how I run my business, how I manage my client relationships, and also how I manage my schedule. So one of the things that I do in terms of ground rules is I tell all of my one-on-one clients that when you work with me privately, you have email and text access. So as things come up in between the sessions, I want them to reach out to me. That doesn't mean that if you email me at 9 a.m. on a Saturday morning, you're going to get an answer within an hour. Weekends are my time. So if I have an opportunity to respond, I can. If there's something going on with them and I'm like, look, I will answer your text if it comes in over the weekend. Great. But if not, normally those texts wait until Monday because I need my time off too. So how we set ground rules for ourselves as entrepreneurs is vital to our business success because we have to keep ourselves physically and psychologically healthy as well. Yes. So it is, of course, a part of life. Business is not different from life. Business is a part of life. And uh, you can, of course, have days off whenever you need so that you, whenever show up in your fullest potential and are able to deliver the best possible uh, result for your clients. Yes. John, next question to you is about like loving the job that you already have. So let's take a scenario. A person is not feeling fulfilled at a, a job and you might have had this case already in your business. If somebody is not feeling fulfilled at the job, which they initially love, what could be the reason and how to get out of it? There are a lot of reasons why people fall out of love with a job. And the first thing I want to offer everybody is that there's no shame or blame here. Oftentimes, we move into roles with really great intentions, and it runs its course. And learning how to love the job you have can oftentimes happen where something has changed, right? So maybe, for example, you got a new boss, or you're working with a client, and that client's gotten pretty difficult. But at the end of the day, the work itself, where you add value, the things that you do, your overall job responsibilities, you enjoy and you're really good at it. I had a dear friend and mentor of mine say to me that when we think about a job, it's always in thirds. A third of the time, we're absolutely going to love it. A third of the time, we're going to hate it. And the other third of the time, we hang out right in the middle. He said to me, if you can learn to embrace the third in the middle where everything's just okay, you will absolutely love your job. So the third in the middle, of course, is going to leave you if you can hang out there and stay calm and be productive and love the job at that time. It automatically shifts the part where you love the job to be 66%. And that's why commendable. Yes. If I can just add one other thing really quickly, though, sometimes loving the job you have is also based on a set of circumstances. So you may be in a job where moving into your own business or moving to a different company may not be the best move because you know there's job security where you are. You're able to meet your bills, pay your expenses and things like that. Sometimes we need to just be a little more grateful for what we have and ride that part out until it's time to actually make that career pivot. Thank you. Thank you for sharing that. Now let's speak about the mindset shift. Okay. So during the transition, 
it is really difficult to have that mindset shift because you are quite habitual to the things that you do, the way that you do it at a particular workplace. Right? So having the transition is quite difficult. So I would ask a transition, uh, an expert transition coach like yourself, if somebody has to make this transition, what are some initial steps they can take so that the transition happens, if not smoothly, but little, with little less friction? That's an important question in the sense that these kind of transitions don't happen immediately. So there needs to be some planning and some mindset work to your point. The first thing is to be very clear about what you want that transition to be. And by that, are you transitioning internally to a new position or are you transitioning externally? Meaning you're going to leave the company, you're going to go somewhere else. You need to have things in order your resume, update your LinkedIn profile, have current testimonials or recommendations on your LinkedIn profile, do all the interview prep and getting ready for that interview and particularly know how you're telling your story. But one of the things that we're seeing right now in terms of career transition that we didn't see five years ago was that more and more job seekers need to be more patient than ever. On Average across multiple resources and, and research, we typically see the average time for a mid-career professional to make a transition is five months. Now, that can happen as quickly as eight weeks. It could take longer as up to eight months. But five months from what I'm seeing with my own clients as well as in the research, that seems to be the average. When I say about being patient and developing that mindset, what I mean is that your timeline may not be the same as the company's timeline. Companies are being more selective when it comes to hiring talent. And so you may have this burning desire to get into that new job quickly. If you are not being patient, more than likely you run the risk of coming across as being desperate or overly needy or graspy for that new job. And that is a huge turnoff to an employer. It's the same thing if we come across being desperate to a client because we want the sale. Same principles apply here. So you've got to be patient. But additionally, you also need to start thinking about what's your exit strategy. So as you're leaving that position, what's the exit strategy? Who do you need to involve in those conversations? So that transition and you show up as the excellent professional you are that transition is smooth on both organizations' side to make it as easy as possible. Understood. Understood. So do not sound desperate at all, even if you are an entrepreneur or a mid-career professional who want to transition into a new role because you know the numbers now and be very aware of these numbers because these are coming from an expert himself and the resources and research. Let's ask another question. And this one is about the transition. So when should a person think about a transition, whether it be an internal transition? I, I suppose internal transition happens from the leadership. But let's say when the when is a good time to have a transition? When should they think of it and what's a good time frame and how to do it? The best time to do a transition is when there is an identifiable need for your talent in a specific role. Now, I say that in the sense of you could make a career transition pretty quickly on when you're in that role. My last corporate job, I went in at one level and three weeks later, they moved me into a new role because they knew my skill set was needed there. 
if we followed a timeline of you should only transition your job after three years, that rolls out the window. First and foremost, where's there an identifiable need? Secondly, make sure that you have all the conversations with your leadership about what your professional goals are, where they see you the strongest, and what areas need to be developed for whatever transition might be next. So you should always be thinking about, if I'm in this role now and I want to get to the next role, one of the things I often advise my clients is in human resources or somewhere in your company, there is a document that outlines all of the skills, proficiencies, and competencies of a person at a particular level. If you're looking to level up and transition for that advancement, you need to be paying close attention to what those skills, competencies are in order to make that transition and use that as part of your development plan and the conversations you're having with your leadership to continually work on those skills so that when there is that need, you are ready to move into that role. The other thing is, if you've been in the same job for three to five years and you have not advanced, more than likely it is time for you to make some kind of transition. Not for everybody, but in general, if that path to advance is not in your current company, you need to figure out why. What is it that's holding you back? It's usually for one of two reasons. Either one, your skills are not developed where they are ready to promote you, or two, you are so valuable in your current role, they don't want to lose you in that role. And so they're going to keep you in that role because that's where they see you valuable and they don't see you valuable anywhere else. What that means is you're not going to get promoted. And that is a time to start thinking of if there isn't a path for me internally. My question to you about this, is it is it a good choice to start looking for other options externally while you are in that job or first get rid of the job that you have and then start looking over? Oh, I always believe that the best time for you to look for a job is when you have one. There, there is a lot of validity in terms of people who are unemployed. They sometimes have a harder time getting into a new job. The pandemic has certainly changed that because we've seen people exit for a variety of reasons. Having a layoff or even if you've been terminated for some reason, that layoff or gap that may appear on your resume or LinkedIn isn't as stigmatized at what, as what it was even five years ago. So that's important there. But I believe you should always be looking for a new job. You should always be succession planning, looking for what's next, because unless you are in the job that you see as a pathway of you to retire from, you should always be thinking about whatever's going to be next. Totally. Totally. So whatever is going to be next, always be thinking, guys. And let's speak about ways of reaching out to you, John, now. Let's say somebody from this conversation get an insight and want to reach out to you. What are some of the ways they must be aware? Yeah, so thank you for that. And if anybody's looking to either transition in their corporate job or if they're even considering saying, look, I think it's time for me to pursue an entrepreneurial route and I'm looking to go that as well. Here's the best ways to connect with me on LinkedIn. You can find me at John, J-O-H-N-E-R-A-L. You can find me on my website at j.com or definitely check out the Mid-Career GPS podcast wherever you listen to your podcast for 
great tips and advice on navigating your career transition as well as how to be a better leader as you navigate your mid-career journey. Of course, guys. So do reach out. And uh, of course, all this information is just given to you. And I will repeat it, repeat that back to you. So John Neville on LinkedIn, johnneville.com on his, for his website and the mid-career for getting his, getting the reach of his podcast. Final question, John, tell us about the action steps. What do you suggest the listener does of hearing this conversation? Here are the action steps I would strongly offer anybody listening to take. The first thing is be very clear about your value, know who you help, know what you help them do, and know why that work is important to you. Whether you're in a corporate job or in an entrepreneurial job, entrepreneurial position, knowing who you help is the foundation for your success, either as a career professional, as an entrepreneur. That would be the first thing. And then lastly, have fun. Enjoy what you do. We spend a lot of time at work and work is hard. We put in a lot of time and a lot of extra hours. I will tell you in my entrepreneurial right now, I probably work more hours and harder than I ever have in my life. And I'm having the most fun I've ever had as well. So be clear on your value and have a whole lot of fun while you're doing it. Be clear on your value and have a whole lot of fun while you're doing it, guys. That was the final step. Take that step. And if you feel that John is someone you should reach out to, of course, reach out to him at J-O-H-N-E-R-A-L.com, johnl.com. Thank you so much, John, for such a great conversation. It was a really insightful conversation from my today. So I had a great time. And thank you for sharing all the wisdom that you have. I had a great time as well, Kieran. Thank you so much for all you do. I appreciate you. Appreciate your time. And I am your host, Kieran Nagraj, signing off for the day. You guys take care. Bye. Guys.